Glory to God. He's a good God. It's been helping us on Friday night. Thank you, Lord. Open your Bibles to Malachi 3. And no, we're not going to talk about tithing. Although we can if you'd like. It's a good thing. It's a good subject. Tithers are in good shape. And the bless. God told me years ago, I was sitting there reading the tithing verse, and he said, you know, if you really believe that, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have any needs right now, Amen. right? Because that's a blessing of just tithing alone. And if he's going to pour out a blessing so big that you're unable to receive it, that sounds like it probably meets your needs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you can't receive it, it's probably big enough to meet your needs. Amen? Amen. That's not what we're going to talk about, though. Glory to God. Glory to God. Malachi 3, verse 6. says, For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, the sons of Jacob are not consumed. You know, one of the things that we do sometimes with the Lord is we'll, we'll humanize him, if you will. Um, we, we, think, we think one way, so we just think he thinks like us. Uh, we're supposed to think like him, not him think like us. And, and so we'll, we'll justify things like their love, but they have nothing to do with love. We'll say things like, well, if they loved me. God, ne- that's not in the Scripture anywhere. There's no, there's no place where God instructs us to see if they love us. And, and there's so many times that in, in, in a Christian walk and in, in, our, in our flesh, we look at things just like that, and it's backwards to how God tells us. If you want to get to a different place with God, you do it as God would do it. God's motives haven't changed. His, his ways and means have not changed in ever. He's the same God. I was, I was thinking about the great is thy faithfulness. Uh, he, he changes not. His compassions, they fail not. That's 1 Corinthians 13. It, love not only doesn't fail, it's never changed. The same love that was in 1 Corinthians 13 is in Lamentations. It's the very same love. The the compassions that fail not is the love that fails not. And and God doesn't fail. And the difference is now that love's in us. That love is in us, and it's an operation in us. but, But we have to yield to that love. That love has to be our motivation. It has to be how and why we do things. And it has to be... The, 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 the direction we go to do it. There, there's not another direction. God doesn't change. The way he operates and all of his gifts operate are through love. The foundation of love is how everything that God does works. Faith doesn't work without love. Not, not the way God intended it to. Obviously, in 1 Corinthians, it says, if I have faith that could move a mountain but had not love. So obviously, they're saying... You could do that without love. Is that what they're saying? I don't know that. But if, if you did do it without love, it would have no value. Because what gives, what gives the things, the gifts and the, and the uh, actions of God value is love. And, and, so, uh, and, and, he, and he doesn't change. And so the, the one thing we want to get in our minds, he doesn't change the way he reacts to you. Or, and I won't want to say react because he doesn't react. He's already acted. God doesn't. In other words, we don't surprise him with something we did. And he said, oh, I didn't do anything for that. No, he, 
He's already reacted to anything that could come or acted. He had he didn't react. He was he proacted. How about that? He was proactive and he put salvation out there and he said, Now there's something for anything that you'll ever need in salvation. And so in those actions, they're all they're all based in his love because he is love. And being based in that love, then then it it's the same love that he had he he is love. He was love in Genesis one. He'll still be love in Revelation what, twenty two? 20, I don't know, 22 or 23, whatever it is. Here, let's look. It's right here. It's easy to go to the back of the book, isn't it? 22, I was right. Well, we just read it not that long. I think I would remember. He, he's still the same God. He's still doing the same things the exact same way. He's not changing. You know, you look at the parable of the sower, and, and God doesn't change. God says the, 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 wor- the seed represents my word. The, the seed in all four cases went in ground. So many times as, as humans, we look at it and blame the seed. But you've got to look at the parable because it's the ground that either produced or didn't produce. So it was the heart of the person because God doesn't change. His word doesn't change. It has the same focus, the same power, the same ability. It doesn't change. And, and what it did in the heart of the fourth heart was was what it could have done in the heart of the first heart. But it was the condition of the heart. And so when we say God changes not, we don't need to pray to try to get God to change. He's not changing. When something's not going right in our life, we need to say, okay, God, what do I need to change to line up with you? And, And the first place we need to look every time is your love walk. And, and, and by love walk, in Ephesians it says, be ye followers of God, walk in love. And, and that doesn't mean that love's over here and you say, okay, I'm going to get in here for a little while. Okay, I'm done with that. I'm doing pretty good now. I'll get back out of here. Because it's easier not to walk in love. You know, your flesh never wants you to walk in love. But what God's saying is stay surrounded in my love. Follow me. And what are you going to do? You're going to be in God's wake if you follow him. And you know what his wake is? It's love. And as you're following him, you're walking in love and, and you're beginning to think in love and you're beginning to do in love and you're no longer tossed to and fro. Why? Because you're not double-minded. God's not double-minded. That's why he doesn't change not. You know why he doesn't change? He doesn't need to. He's completely perfect because love is completely perfect. Remember what it says in, in 1 Corinthians 13 at the bottom? It says, when that which is perfect has come, what? Love. There, there won't be any need for the rest. Why? Because love will be perfected. You won't need the rest. But, but now all those gifts work by that love. He, he talks about all those gifts in, in uh, 1 Corinthians 12. And then he says, now stop here. I want to show you the most excellent way. And he's not just showing you the most excellent way to live. He's showing you the most excellent way that all these gifts work. Every gift of God only works by love. And he says, I want to show you now how to make these, how to operate these gifts in your life. Because without the foundation of love, they won't operate right. And without the foundation of love, we won't think and do right. We'll, it's too easy for us to look at situations through human eyes. And, and we'll have pity, and, and not good pity, we'll feel sorry for somebody. Feeling sorry for somebody has never helped them. 
Jesus didn't feel sorry. He had compassion. Right? He was touched with the feeling of our infirmity, so what he did? He, he walked in love. He, he, he said, he said I, I'm so touched with the feeling of the infirmities, I'm going to get this. And he walked all the way through it in love, thinking of you and me, thinking of the Father, and he did it for us. That's why he was successful. He never got out of love. Love never fails. That's why, that's why he made it. And, 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 as, and as we watch him and walk with him, then, then we never fail because we begin to do things and hear things right. Because when you hear them, that, that's what happened to the sower, to the, to the, to the ground, I should say, they got sowed into. They all heard, but they heard from, an, from a corrupted heart. Three hearts were corrupted with something else. They had change in them. The first one was easy to change. It was so hard it couldn't take the seed. The second one was so shallow it couldn't produce from the seed. The third one was so strung out that it choked out the seed. The fourth one was completely uncorrupted. It was a pure heart. Remember what it said in Matthew. We've read it every, I think every time I've done a message the last few Fridays. Blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see love. That They'll see God and they'll see the heart of God. They'll understand who and what He is. They'll, they'll look at Him and they'll say, Wow, that, that, I didn't notice that before, but now I see that God can't be offended. Do you know God can't be offended? And, and you know, things that we would call love, think about the uh, prodigal son. How many parents would have chased that boy and said, oh, no, don't do it. It's going to be the worst thing ever. That's going to be awful for you. Don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, please don't do it. Please don't do it. And they would have tried to manipulate and do anything they could. The father represented God, and he didn't chase him. He didn't follow after him, but he always believed he'd come back. Amen? That's a good father. That's what love does. It knows what someone can receive, and it works within those boundaries. Love works within boundaries. Love is limitless, but it works within boundaries. You cannot just go off and, and, and work off your emotions and your feelings and think you're working in love. Because sometimes love is going to say, pull your emotions back and let this happen. Because, because they're not going to stop. Amen? And, and sit here and expect him back every day because love always endure, bears, endures, believes, trusts, and hopes. You sit there and love. What, what's our job? Our job is to love. My job is not to make you love me. My job is to love you. My, my part is to love others. God, there's nowhere in the Bible where he says, get people to love you. Because everybody has the same command. Love one another. If everybody's doing that, then you don't have an issue. If I'm loving you and you're loving me, I can't offend you and you can't offend me. I can't, I can't hurt your feelings. You can't hurt my feelings. I, I won't, if, if I did something that could have hurt your feelings, you keep no record of wrong, so you wouldn't even notice it. Love covers a multitude of sins. How does it cover it? It just walks right over it and doesn't even know it happened because it doesn't notice when, it's, when others do it wrong. Amen? As we walk and grow in this love, we'll see that it has parameters. Look at, look at Ephesians. 
you go to Ephesians 4, I'll read James 1. James 1, 16 says, Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift, and a lot of people change that and make it every good and perfect gift. It's not every good and perfect gift. It's every good gift and every perfect gift. You get, you get them all. You get the good gifts and the perfect gifts. I want them all. I don't. I just want. I don't want to. I don't want to put them all together. I want to. I like that Christmas when you wrap 16 things that all could have went together, wrap them in little bitty boxes, right? And they get a bunch of presents that way. But I want them all. But every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights. And and what's 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 the main characteristic of love and God? There's neither a shadow of turning, no variableness. He's not changing. He's good. He's perfect. He gives good. He gives perfect. He's not going to change. It doesn't matter what, whether your experience is different than his word. One of these things is right and one of these things is wrong. You've got to do your Sesame Street thing. One of these things just doesn't belong here. Right? One of these things just doesn't belong. Can you guess which thing? It's real easy. Your thing. Right? Your thing doesn't belong. Because God is good and perfect, and He's giving good and perfect gifts. And out of this love that never changes is where they're coming from. And, and, and He gives that love to us as His children. He, he is, he's made us to be children, and He's given us that love, which gives us the ability to walk within it. But we have to choose to do it because you still have flesh. And it's easy enough to get mad and say, you know what? I've been walking in love and I'm sick and tired of this and I'm not doing it anymore. Let's call a spade a spade. That's just wrong. There's nowhere in the scripture that that's okay. Amen? Amen. You know, and people say, well, God changed. You know, he, he, was mad at, uh, he was mad at Nineveh, and then he got unmad. No, he didn't change a bit. He was the same God that Noah ran away from, or that Jonah ran away from. He knew he was good, right, and loved people, and he knew he would, he would save them if they called on him, which is exactly what God wanted when he sent Jonah to him because that's who God is. God doesn't change. The same, the same God that he was when he ran away to, uh, what was it, Tar- uh, Tarshish? Huh? Whatever. Wherever, whenever he ran to there is the same God he was when he came back to Nineveh. He, he was still a God of love and mercy, and it failed not. Amen? And, and he's a good God, and he changes not. And he, and he puts this love in our hearts, and he says, abide in it. He doesn't say, walk in and out of it. He doesn't say use it. You know, that too many of us, too many times I've found myself, I won't even talk about you, using the things of God rather than abiding in them. I don't want to use the love of God. I want to abide in the love of God. To abide in the love of God, you have to stay in its parameters. You know, we read verses like this. Go to Ephesians. That's where we were, right? Um, where did I say? Ephesians 3. I'm sorry. Ephesians 3. And this is the prayer that we prayed for several weeks, part of it. And starting in verse 16, it says uh, that, we, that he would grant according to the riches of his glory to be, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in, our, in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. What's he saying? He said, I want you 
like me, unchangeable. If you're rooted and grounded in something, you can't be moved from it. It's a parameter. He, he's setting a parameter. People are thinking that it's a place. It's a parameter. It's a place. He's saying, I want you here, and I want you Im- not to be movable, unmovable, right? Immovable, unmovable, not movable. Amen? All of those things. And he's saying, I want you to be rooted and grounded in love that you may be able to comprehend with all the saints what's the, what's the parameters. You know, I know that this means his love is wider than you can imagine, but his love is also a narrow path. Right? What, what did he say? He said, take, enter through the narrow path. Why did he say that? Because that's where the parameters of love exist. He's saying, I want you to have love on this side, love on that side, love above you, love beneath you. I want love to, to encompass you so that you have parameters to follow. You know what one of those parameters are? You can't be offended. So when you feel yourself getting offended, you can immediately stop and say, whoa, I'm walking in love. I don't get offended. I keep no record of wrongs. What, what, what are you, you're operating within the parameters of love. And when you operate within the parameters of love, people want it just to fall on them. But that's why he told us what love does, because you have to be a doer of it. The things that love does, we have to be a doer of. So when, when we begin walking, following God, walking in love, and, and when we begin to be rooted and grounded in this love, that as we walk, we, be, we operate by this love. When we, begin, when, we, when we get our faith out there, our faith is grounded in that love that's, that we're grounded in. Now faith is working by love. Faith will always work. But we have to operate in that love on a, on a natural level even. That's, one of the, that's where you're going to be tested the most. It's too easy in the church to be mad at somebody. And it's not okay. It's, did you know it's not even okay not to like them? If you love somebody, you probably like them. Right? I love Kim and I like her too. Right? And, 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 you know, people say, well, I don't like them, but I love them. You know, that's a fine line you're drawing there. Oh, to, to, to even say that, yeah. you're really pressing the envelope. Oh. Amen? Amen? Because you have the ability to love them so much that you like them. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And, 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 and these parameters of love would keep us from quitting. Amen? Too many times we quit. But the parameters of love wouldn't allow you to do that and would give you the ability to not quit. They would give you the ability to not keep record of wrongs. They would give you the ability to not say, well, they did this and that's just too much. You just don't understand, Brother Dave, that they have beaten, they've done this, they've done that, they've taken, they've stole, they've been mean to me, they've done... You know, there, there's no, you can, you're not going to say enough words that you can finally change the Bible. You're never going to justify anger and and unforgiveness to the point that the Bible changes. Because if Jesus from the cross can look out at every person that spoke bad, beat, hurt, every person and said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they did. They don't know what they're doing. Then I would think we could look across the room, just like Brother Moore prayed last week, we could look across the room and say, yeah, they probably didn't know what they were doing. Better yet, if you walk in the, in, in the love that God is good, you won't even think about it. 
you won't have to take the time to forgive because you will have never held ought. If you never hold ought, you don't have to forgive. You know, sometimes people have come to me and they said, and they said, man, I just need you to forgive me because I did this, this, and this. I'm like, wow, I didn't even know it. So had they never told me, we didn't ever have anything to forgive, but they were automatically forgiven. Why? That's how God forgives. He said for us to forgive the same way he did. And so that's how we forgive. And if we, as, as we begin to be rooted and grounded in this love, then, then we, begin to see how, we begin to see how far it goes and how narrow it gets. Does that make sense to you guys? Because you don't, you don't want to just see how great it is. It's great, but its greatness is also in its narrowness. Because in its narrowness, in that narrow way, you'll find the ability to forgive things you thought you never could forgive. The, to, the, your, the ability to, you, you, things you used to hear or see that would have made you mad or upset or offended, and all of a sudden they don't even bother you. Why? Because you're keeping no record of wrongs. You're walking in the narrow way of love. And, and you're walking in this path, and, and, the, and the breadth and the width and the height and the depth are keeping you in, in a spot surrounded by this love, able to operate at a level that Jesus operated at in the earth because he operated through love. And when we operate through that love, we, we, now, we, we now take away some of the devil's playground. Because his biggest playground in the world and in the body of Christ is offense. That's its first one. You know, if he can get people's feelings hurt. I mean, how many people, you know, I'm not going to do that. But, but if he can get people's feelings hurt, then he can start talking to them. If I can just get one hurt feeling. Love has a parameter that it will, it loves your emotions. Emotions aren't bad. God has emotions but it controls your emotions. It doesn't let your emotions rule you. It rules your emotions. And that's what love would do with emotions. Love, love puts them in the right place and brings them into the place where they actually work. Nothing wrong with emotions. We're built like God. It's, it's when they go crazy, right? And when, when you can't, I just couldn't stop myself. Why? Because your emotions were controlling you and you allowed it to such a point that you couldn't stop it. But when we're walking on the, in the parameters of love, now, now we're, love is always okay. Love is always okay. If I, if I come to somebody tomorrow and they say, are you doing okay? My answer is going to be, yeah, because love is always okay. See, the parameters of love keep you okay. You're never, well, no, I'm not doing so good. You know, you won't believe what they said about me. And now they're doing this. and They, they got promoted and I'm still here and they said this and they did that. And you, you, let me tell you about them. Right? And now you're so far out of love that, because why? Because you're not, <laughs> your job was to love them, not get them to love you. And if they don't love you, you don't get to not love them. Amen? That's a parameter of love. Love loves people who don't love it back. It loved you and me before we loved it back and gave us the love to love it back with. Amen? Glory to God. You're preaching today, man? Look at you. Huh? Glory to God. Good to see a little man of God sitting right there. Thank you, Lord. 
But but love, that you know, God puts these in place for us. They're they're not they're not things that you have to do. They're things you now can do. And 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 they're a choice that we make on a daily basis. And if you make them long enough, just like how easy it is to yield to your flesh, it'll get just that easy to yield to love. You know, in the in the wedding vows that Brother Moore wrote, he, he one one line he says, "Let this love dominate you." dominate you literally what he's saying is yield to it to such a point where it has rule what's he saying let it be the parameters you live by let let it be what decides what you say what you do how you react to any issue in life if love begins to be that you'll find that your answers are right all the time and you're giving people a chance to react back to you in the same love. Because love, the, that's why he said this, our identifier. Our, our identifier is that we love, how do we know we're disciples? That we love one another. And, and what he's saying there is not that just that I love you, but you're loving me back. That's not natural in the world. In the church, it's natural. And it should become natural. And then the world and the world sees it. They say, well, we've seen people love other people, but we've never seen them love them back like that. Not on this large of a scale. And, and, and then again, you're loving them with something we've never seen because they've never seen love. So what he's saying is I want you to operate within the parameters of this love within the body of Christ towards each other at all times. And so no one in the church should ever be offended with someone in the church, in the body of Christ. Well, you just don't know. If they, they did this or they didn't, the biggest thing is they didn't do this. What they didn't do, they probably don't know or they weren't told to. <laughs> do you know that just because you felt like it, that somebody else was led, supposed to be led to do this doesn't mean they were? <laughs> you know, and and I, I've been... We've all been here. We all have flesh. We all have something to overcome. But, but it's up to us to decide, are we going to yield and be dominated by this love or are we going to allow our patience to run out? You know, I'm just out of patience with this. The long, call it long-suffering all you want. I've suffered long enough. <laughs> I'm so glad that God doesn't say that about me. Amen? And why? Because He is love. He will long-suffer, be patient and kind. He, he, one of the words for that is leniency. He is so lenient. Why? He'll, he will, he's just like that dad and the prodigal son. He will sit out there and look for you every day waiting on you to come back and believe that you will. And you know, I bet you I could get a whole bunch of hands in here right now that were some of those sons and daughters that had to come back. But somebody was sitting there waiting on them when they came back, weren't they? And it was somebody who was walking in that love enough to say, this is what God said do. He didn't tell me to chase him. He didn't tell me to scream and yell. He didn't tell me to try to bribe him or manipulate him and tell him how bad it is or, or how much I'll give him if he'll stay here. Or, no, he, he did exactly what, God's, what, what he knew to do. He sat down and he prayed. He's a, he represents God in this case. He, he sat and he believed. He sat and he loved. He loved. He expected him, and that's why when he saw him, he was excited. Why? Because he expected him to come back. He didn't know what day he was coming back, 
but he was never going to stop expecting him to come back. And, and the son knew him in such a way that he knew he could come back. See, the world has made it like God gets so mad at you that you don't know if you can come back to him or not. Never going to happen. You can come back to God no matter how far out you've gotten, no matter how far away you've been, no matter what you've done, no matter what someone else did to you. You can come back. And when you come back, He's going to hug you. He's going to rejoice that you're back. He's going to put you right back in the spot you were in. And He's going to enjoy you. Amen? And, and, and that's what love does. It doesn't give up on somebody and quit them. It doesn't, it doesn't run out of mercy. It doesn't come to a place and say, Yeah, I'm glad God's got mercy for you because I'm done. If God's got mercy, then you got mercy because he put it in you. And usually when we quit is right before victory was there. If we could have saw through the, the really thin panel that all we were waiting on, it was right there. And, and that's because that's when the devil tries the hardest. Because he, he does not want you to fulfill the faith. He does not want you to enter in. He wants you to lose. And the only way you lose is quit. Love never fails. Love never quits. Love never changes. God never... That's why He's faithful. That's why He's never changing. Everything He is continues on. He's merciful. He's kind. And He's not changing. All these are... Not, these aren't just qualities. They're enduring qualities. And they're, they're something we can always grab hold of. If, if, no matter where you're at, you can grab hold of Daddy's hand and He will get you where you're going. Amen? He's a good Father God. It says may, may we, that we may be able to comprehend with all the saints the breadth, length, depth, and height, the, limit, the limited parameters and the limitless parameters of God, of love. Because they're both there. The, the, there are limited, when you operate in them, they're limitless. They will take you and the person you're loving farther than you ever thought you could go. But you have to operate within those limited parameters. That's God. He, he's, he limits, and, he, and, he, and he, by limiting us, he, he makes us limitless. He, he gives us eternal value. Amen? Whew, that's good stuff. It's going, going different than I thought, and God's helping us. All right. My pages are messed up, too. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, they're right where I need them. 1 Corinthians 13. You thought we'd go there, and we did. We, we, we have to have the realization that, that through this love and by this love, that it's, it, it is the operation of our day-to-day lives. And as we get it, you know, we talked last week about the church um, standing out in a way. And that's how the church is going to stand out. You know, we've, we've made it too simple They'll know, they'll, they'll know you're my disciples by your love, one for another. We've made that too simple. It is simple to do, but it's a huge identifier. If we begin to operate as love truly operates, then, then everything we do now has eternal value instead of being dead works. Everything we do is now a good work, and, and it now has a value that can't be, that can't be priced because now... It, it, you, you encouraged someone and got them through a hard time. You, you stood by someone and built them up. You, you, you refused to be offended, and now you're best friends. You, you refused 
to see something wrong and hear something wrong. And because you did, that's why he said, be careful how you hear. If you hear something and you think it's offensive, you heard it wrong. And they say, well, maybe they meant it offensive. You still heard it wrong. Because if you heard it through love, you wouldn't even notice. See, See what love will do for us? It will take away the devil's ability to play with your head. It will take away the devil's ability to keep you bound up over here outside the parameters of love. And, and, and when you're walking in him, he can't play with your mind. He can't tell you that they meant it this way and I can't believe they said that and you should go straight to them and find out or go tell three or four other people and get them on your side first. Because you're going to need some people on your side. Right? I'm thinking that's how I have so many denominations right now, huh? People chose sides somewhere. We don't want to do that. What if we started in here loving one another? And the actual verse says, having love one for another. So you're you're not loving, you're having love. If you're having love, that means it, it is you. It's who you are now. You're, you're, you're doing what love does. You're not, you're not stepping in and out or, or grabbing it and using it for an issue. Love is what you're using. Lo- love is what you're walking in. You're ha- I have love for you. You know, so many times with Kim, I'll say, rather than just saying I love you, I'll say I'm in love with you. Why? Because I don't just love you. I, I operate in love with you every day. Amen? And, 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 and it's an identifier for me because you, everybody tells me, they, I, I tell lots of people I love them. But I'm only in love with one person in the earth. Amen? And, and it's, a, it's a different identifier. With, with God, we, we, that should be our identifier. We love Him and we have love one for another. And He gave us the love to have. And, and it's not, it's like when He said, have faith in God. That the literal, Young's literal says, have the faith of God. So literally it says, have the faith that operates by love. The faith of love. Have, have faith of love. And so why? Because that's the only faith that makes a difference. If you move a mountain but have not love, it didn't matter. But if you move that mountain grounded in love, using your faith, then now your faith has become complete because your faith was grounded in the right thing. Your motives were right. Your heart was pure. The mountain moved. It, it didn't just affect Guess what? Somebody else is coming up to that same mountain later. If it's in the sea and gone, they're never going to experience it. But, but, but having faith grounded in love, having faith and you're grounded in love, you will do eternal works. You will do things that have value forever. If you, if you, if you don't, then they don't have value at all. They're not eternal. The things that are valuable in the kingdom of heaven and the ki- kingdom of God are eternal things. They're not temporary things. And when we use the gifts outside of love, they're temporary. They're fixes. I, I tried to use faith for years for me, right? I want my faith for me. And, 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 and don't get me wrong, you, want to, you're, you're, you can use your faith for you because you know God loves you and you want to experience that love and you want to experience the healing that he bought and paid for you. It's part of the parameters of love. You can have everything that love bought and paid for you to have. And, and it, it 
makes the Father happy when you have it. So you're making God happy at the same time. But when you use your faith to walk, walk your daily life, your faith grounded in love, now you begin to hear things, see things, do things the way Jesus did. And you begin to be directed by that love. And your parameters were, uh, I would go through here because most, most Jewish people go around this road because they don't want to go by Samaria. But I'm going to go right through this road. Wasn't it Samaria that he wouldn't go to? Instead, he went straight and went right through to Samaria. Why? Because love led him that way. Amen? Amen. And, and when we begin to walk in this love, then, then we hear in this love and, and we, we exist within it. It's not something we use from time to time. See, we're that way with the Holy Spirit too. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen today. I <laughs> wonder how many things we missed yesterday. You know, because I mean, there are days where you get up and you don't you don't even think about the Holy Spirit, right? I mean, when I do, I'm just going to go with Dave's life. You know, some mornings I wake up and I'm pretty flushy. I'm thinking, could I get one more hour sleep? Right? Do I have to get up right now? Could I do something else today? And and about twelve o'clock, I'm like, oh. Remember that thing I put on my phone back when Miss Phyllis said do it? Check with the Holy Spirit. And it pops up. And you haven't checked at all and it's noon. I checked enough to read my chapter because that's what I do first thing. That's about it. And so so many times we do that. It's called using the things of God instead of living in them. And, and walking in love, living in love, grounded in love, that's who we are. It's not, it no longer is what we do. It's who we are. And then what we do is, is, is a product of that. Amen? 1 Corinthians 13. If I speak in the tongues of men and angels, I'm going to read it out of the NIV. If I speak in the tongues of men and angels, but have not love... I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. Love gives your words value. If I stand up here and I just want to talk, if I get behind this pulpit and I'm not operating out of love because I just want to talk, then I'm a resounding gong and a clanging cymbal. Nothing I say is going to matter that day. You know, a lot of people think, and he, he could be talking about praying in tongues too, but he's literally saying, I don't care how eloquent you speak, if you're not doing it in love, you're making no difference. It just sounds like the, the monkey, right? That's uh, what it sounds like. And, and, and that, those are things that we don't want. That's a parameter of love. What's he saying? Uh, with love, y- you'll have words of value. You'll say the right things or you won't say anything. With love, you'll speak my words. You'll speak love words. You'll make a difference. Your words will have value, and there won't be anything interrupting them because they're anointed words. Amen? And then he says, where'd we go here? Resounding on clanging symbol. If, if I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains but have not love, I am, I am nothing. And literally he's saying, if I don't have love, same thing that he said, we should have love one to another. He's saying love should be in you and existing through you, and it should be the motivator of everything you do. 
If you, if you are motivated to believe God for something, love should be the motivation by which you were motivated to believe for it. You say, well, God told me to do it. That is love. The Holy Spirit, I had a leading. That's love. You can't separate God, the Holy Spirit, or Jesus from love at any point. That They are all love. That they, they exist within it and they are it. It's the only thing in the Bible that says God is. That, you know, it doesn't say God's faith. It says God is love. And that's why it says at the end of this, the greatest of these is love. Why? Because that's what God is. The very characteristic and qualities of the Father are love. And, and He operates within these parameters. That's why He doesn't change. He operates within the parameters of love because He is love. Never changes. He never veers off these things. Every word He says is from love. Everything He does, every gift He gives is out of love. And, and if we had faith to move mountains but have not love, we're nothing. If you're giving, so your gifts, if you don't have love, your words don't matter, right? The gifts don't matter. Your faith don't matter. Man, we're about to run out of things. What do we got left? We could give. We could give our way out of this. We could give our way out of this, not if you don't have love. You can't give because there's no such thing as giving outside of love. Giving outside of love always is a yo-yo. There's a string attached and somebody's going to pull it away from you. It's always going to happen. Giving outside of love always has strings. You ever notice people, they, the people that give you something that want you to know that they gave it to you, they also want to know what you did with it, right? And why haven't you thanked me again for it? Did you give it to me, or was this some kind of trade where I've got to do something for you now? Because if we're going to trade, we'll go ahead and trade. But if we're going to give, let's go ahead and give. I don't need to know what happened to something that I gave because it's a gift. What, what you do with it now is up to your love. My love gave it. Your love can receive it. It's up to you now. I loved you. It's not my job to get you to love me back. Amen? My job is to love you. If, if I choose to get offended, I, 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 went, I, I didn't do a very good job. <laughs> you guys get kind of quiet on me. If I give all I possess to the poor and surrender my body to the flames, but have not love, I gain nothing. In other words, everything you were trying to get by your giving. And, you know, I used to do this because I, mean, I thought, man, I, I got to give because I need. I got to give because I need. It's like saying I, I, I just need them to love me more. See, if you're listening tonight and you're hearing how somebody else needs to love you, you need to watch how you hear. Because we're not talking about how somebody else needs to love you. We're talking about how we need to love individually. Yeah. Right? Because right. <laughs> if, if we love someone the way God shows us to love them, we'll, we'll, it will be reciprocated. It gives people the opportunity to reciprocate it. Amen? But what if everybody just was doing that? What if everybody in the whole church all the whole body of Christ all of a sudden said, you know what, I'm going to walk in these principles under these parameters every morning, every day, all the time. 
you would have zero offended people, right? You would have zero mad people. You wouldn't be, you know, envious people, no proud people. You would have people believing in each other, trusting God for stuff, persevering and not quitting. You would have the kingdom of God on the earth. And it's within us to do. In, through the Holy Spirit, He put that love in us. We have the very basis of love in us if we choose to operate in it. And, and you can't go through and say, yeah, but. There's no yeah, buts in here. There, there's no, if we, the minute we justify anything outside of love, we have eliminated love because love, it's like I said well, two times ago, you can't take the parts out you want. It, you, love is patient kind. It doesn't envy. And you have to have all of those things. You, you, don't, you can't just say, I'm going to be patient and kind, but I might have to envy today. I'm a little, I'm a little envious right there, but I'm going to be patient and kind. You notice how that doesn't work? Because the minute you start envying, you're, you're going to become unkind. Immediately. It, it won't work. You, you have to take every part and say, I'm going to walk in love. And then you take every characteristic written in there, find out what each one means, go, go into the strong concordance and as far back as you want to go, break it down and say, I'm going to be this, I'm going to, I'm going to be long-suffering, patient, kind, lenient. I'm going, to, I'm going to look at others and I'm going to say, they're getting it. You know, I'm not going to look for a problem. I'm always going to be a solution. Amen? And my words and my gifts are going to have value. Glory to God. Love is patient. It endures. It's lenient. Notice how lenient the prodigal son father was. He gave him his half of the inheritance. Let him go. That's pretty lenient. Because i got to tell you, there was times where Ramsey wanted to go places. I'm like, mm-mm. No, you ain't. And this was a kid by all, from what we can tell. It was not an older adult. It was, this was a kid. And he took off. I mean, I'm not saying a kid kid, but he was maybe still late teens. I don't know that. But as a parent, I mean, Ramsey's 27, 28 every now and then. I want to say, we need to run down to Little Rock real quick because I need to change what she's thinking. <laughs> right? Well, it's not. She's 28. I am not changing what she's thinking. I'm praying. I'm praying. This is not my part now. It's my part to operate in love the way the Father operates in love towards me and knowing He's already operating in love towards her that same way. Now we're both operating in love that way. gives her much more opportunity to come out. Love is patient. Love is kind, gracious, and benevolent. You know, I, always, I, I look at that word benevolent because as we um, help people in the church that are that have uh, gotten in some hard times or something like that. That's called benevolence. And really what it is is it's, it's a giving without any strings attached. It's a help that doesn't ask for anything back. That's a good thing. God's very benevolent. In fact, is benevolent is one of the words for agape. It's one of the words that's used to describe agape love, benevolent. That's a good thing. Amen? And that, that, it's a no-strings-attached love. Everything we do 
out of love should never have a string attached, whether it's giving, whether it's, well, I wasn't going to get offended with you, but you got offended, so I'm offended at your offense. <laughs> your offense is so offensive to me. And, and that's what happens. People, people got this thing that it's okay if I'm mad at them if they're mad at me first. It's not. It's never okay. It just makes both of you wrong at the same time. And it puts you both in a really dangerous position. Because now you got all kinds of footholds for the devil. Because now he's going to tell you, well, yeah, you ought to be mad. Go tell these three people so they can be mad at him too. And then they tell three people while they're telling three people. And next thing you know, you got half the church over here, the other half over here, and they're mad at two people. And they don't even know what happened when all it had to do was operate within the parameters of love and it would have covered it. Because their mind wouldn't have been the devil's playground because their heart would have been leading. That's, that's what we're looking for. Get, you know what? The devil, if you, if, you, if you have the number four heart, the good soil... When the word comes, what's it say? Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. So when the word comes, it comes to a pure heart. And immediately it brings faith. Why? Faith that can produce. Because why? Because the ground can produce. Amen? If faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, that's everything that ground four did. It, 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 it heard it. It kept it. it. It heard it. It kept it. It valued it. And it produced out of it. And that's what he's saying with his love. Let my love produce through you. Let my love produce your actions and your reactions because it produced all of my actions. It produced Jesus Christ going to the cross, descending into the pit of the earth and and being raised again for your healing, for your deliverance, for your provision, for your life. This, This is what my love did. And that same love is in you now. And I'm saying, use it just like he used it. Use it just like I used it. Use it to make things better everywhere you go, to change the landscape and the, and, and the parameters of everything you're doing. Benevolent. It does not envy. It's not jealous. It doesn't boast. It's not proud. It's not rude. See, these are parameters right here. You're looking at them. Anytime you feel rude... Or you feel like you're going to give a sarcastic, rude answer? <laughs> check yourself. These are, these are checkpoints. They say, okay, where'd you miss it? Well, I was patient and kind, and, and I wasn't envious. Ooh, I was kind of rude. Check your, they're, they're checkpoints. You, you're walking, and you're going, and, you, and you're within the parameters, and all of a sudden, you miss one. And you're like, okay, let me back up. Because you can back up in this game. Right? This, this is the Lord's game. We play until we win. And, and so we back up and we say, okay, no, nah, we're, we're not going to be rude. We're not, we're not doing this for our own good. We're not doing this so, we, so people can see how great we are. We're doing this because we love them. We're doing this because we walk in love, that we have love in us. And we're doing this and we're going to do it right. And it says... It's not rude. It's not self-seeking. You know, the one thing that so many times um, in my flesh, I'll see, I'll hear something, and my first answer so often is self-seeking. Why? Because I think about what it's going to cause me. (laughs) 
you guys probably like it used to be when when Ramsey was a kid she'd say dad can we go do this and immediately my thought would be that's on a Sunday it's in an afternoon football mm. <laughs> and God told me one time he said is that a good reason he said did you say no because you shouldn't go or did you say no because you didn't want to go because you didn't ask me so many times with other people, that's what he's saying. Did you ask me? Or did you just not want to do it? Because not wanting to do it doesn't fall under the parameters of love. Love won't insist on its own way. <laughs> it's not self-seeking. It keeps no record of wrongs. That's a huge one. Because record of wrongs becomes too easy to, to write down and to keep because we keep this little ledger in our head and, we, and when we see people, we see the wrong they did rather than the person they are. Especially if they really did something that bothered you. And I, I remember when I used to work at the carpet store, I remembered people by how not fun they were to deal with. Right? And you know what's sad about that? You don't remember the 30 people before them that were fun to deal with. That's not good. We should remember everybody as a child of God or a future child of God. If we're walking in love, we're concerned. And that's what I find more and more, even when I see stuff on TV, I find more and more as I walk in love, my concern is for their, their end of life. My concern is what's going to happen to that person. The way they think right now, if something doesn't change, what's going to happen to them? And I'm not called to everybody, but I can pray for anybody. Amen? And, and that should be our heart. Our heart should be, you, you're not called to everybody, and you're not, there's people you're going to see that you'll never talk to, but you can pray for them. You can pray that laborers come across their path, that they see something different, that they hear the truth of the gospel and not this washed-down thing that people have been telling out here. And they know that there is a good God who did create this universe. And, and, they, and then they experience the love. When you experience the love of God, it changes your life. When you experience the fear of God, or let me rephrase that, when you experience the fear of hell, it rarely changes your life. It changes your moment but it doesn't change your life. When I got saved, I was seven years old, and the, and the evangelist was telling a story about this boy that was, when they gave the invitation, he was supposed to go forward, and he felt in his heart he should have went forward, and he didn't go forward. And on his way home, he had a car wreck and died. That was the story. Now, I'm not, don't get me wrong. When I went forward, I actually felt the tug of my heart. But I also didn't want to go to hell. You know, I walked down that aisle, and I was like, I didn't even know I did it. But I didn't want to go to hell. And, and for all those years that I didn't want to go to hell, I never lived for God. I lived around God and about God things, but never for God. When I got a hold of God's love, when I figured out that God loved me and that he was good, and, and then, I, then I began to, to look more at it and and that would keep me whereas the fear of hell would not yeah. love will keep you yes. Lo love it, the the goodness of god is what draws men to change Amen. not the fear of hell 
That's the goodness of God. And when we operate in love, we invite that opportunity to change, to repent. Because why? We're operating in the goodness of God. Because when you're operating in love, you'll operate in the natural goodness and the spiritual goodness of God. You'll give natural things. And they'll say, I can't, why, why would you give this to me? And so, because God told me to. And they said, no, I can't take that. Yeah, God told me to. You know, put it off on God. Because he's the one that told you to do it anyway. If you, anything else would be boasting. Yeah, God told me to. And when you put it off on God, then, then, then things turn and it gives people a chance to turn. Amen? Glory to God. We're going to finish up. Love is not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Keep, and, and these are parameters. Don't, don't just look at this like we're reading the love verses again. These are our parameters. The minute you find yourself, God's going to remind us by his Holy Spirit, you just held on to that. Let go. Let go. You held on to it. Let go. You're only doing that because you don't want to do this. That's self-seeking. Don't do that. And, and as he helps you, you'll find yourself walking in this love. He'll show us that these aren't just words on a page. These are parameters of love. And when we walk within them, we are a force, a spiritual force that literally cannot fail. Everything we do will be successful because we're, we're, we're walking in the parameters of God's love. And, and we're keeping no records wrong. We don't delight in evil, but we rejoice in the truth. It always protects. That, that literally means cover with silence. Protecting somebody is not telling everybody about what they did wrong. It's covering. Amen? And, and, but God will show us. You're talking too much. You need to be quiet. You're talking and you don't need to be. I said something the other day and I went to somebody and said, I shouldn't have said that. Why? Because the love of God got up in me and said, you shouldn't have said that. And you know, you go to somebody enough times and tell them you shouldn't have said it, you'll quit doing it. Because it ain't that fun to go to somebody, ah, I shouldn't have said that. But it's, hum- it's humility I mean, when you know you shouldn't have said it. Glory to God, it always protects Covers with silence, bears. That's that in the King James. That's where it says, "Beareth all things." Always trusts, has faith in. You know, always trust. People say, "Well, why don't you just just because they robbed you, put them back in the accounting department?" No, I always trust that if I do put them in the right spot, they'll succeed. Love will put you in a place to succeed. It won't see if you'll fail again. It'll build you up to a place where you won't fail again, and you could be back in there, but you've got to get to that place first. You don't just start in the, right, in the place you thought you should. You know, we got people on the teams, and they say, well, I should be here, I should be here. Trust. Trust. If Mrs. Moore says you should be here, put yourself in that place and operate in love because your love can make a difference right where, right where she's putting you because she's listening to God and saying, where should they go? Always trust always hopes, anticipates with pleasure, and expects. Anticipates with pleasure. That's, that's how I see the father of the prodigal son. He was anticipating with pleasure the day that his son comes home. He never gave up. He never quit because love doesn't. It doesn't change. His love never changed. If love never changes, your reaction from love will never change. So he never went a day where he didn't expect his son to come home. Amen? And, and we should never go a day, no matter who we, who's, who's gotten away, we're expecting to see something better. We're expecting something good. Why? Because we believe in them and what God put in them. Amen? Amen? 
always hopes, always perseveres, perseveres, endure, remain, stays beneath. Persevere is, is what love does. It's, it, it undergirds you. It stays beneath you. It's, it loves always under your feet. So if you're walking in it, you'll never trip. You'll never fall. And you've always got a firm foundation to hold to. It stays beneath you. It, it's, it, that's why you're rooted and grounded in it. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And, and that's what perseverance does. It, it keeps you moving towards what God's got. It, it remains. Love remains. And, and that's, what, that's what God said, or in what John wrote, First John, he said, if, 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 my, if, uh, if, you, if you remain in God, you remain in love. Amen? It says, we have known and believed the love God hath towards us. Amen? We'll just read it. I'll read it. I've got it. Right here. Right here. We have known and believed the love God hath to us. God is love, and he that dwells in love dwells in God. And God in Him. When you're dwelling in in love, you're actually in God at all times. You're actually of God. You are doing God-like things at all times because you're being led by and and pushed by the parameters of God. You're following God in His wake is love, and 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 you're walking in love. You're following God, walking in love. And and as we do that, we're we're enabling others to walk in with us, and we're enabling them to succeed. Why? Love never fails. Whatever you put it to, that's why he says in his word, it won't, it won't return to me void. Why? Because he put it out there in love. His word is the word of love. His word won't return void. Why? Because he put it out in love. Amen? And, and, and as we do things for the gospel in love, it won't come back void. It will accomplish the thing it was sent to do. Amen? Always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails love never changes it never gives up it never quits it never runs out you'll never use up love you'll never get to a point where you're low on love people say i'm a little low on my love walk no it's right there you're just low on using it right it's like it's like saying i need more water in the faucet's right there turn it on amen we're not short on love. We're not short on having the things of love or doing the things in love. We have known and believed the love that God has for us. And as we operate within these parameters, we'll begin to know together the height, the depth, the width, and the length. We'll know the parameters of love, and we'll walk in them. We'll walk, and we'll say, you know what? I wasn't very patient today. I can get right back out of that. I'm walking in love. I'm going to be patient. I'm going to be kind of gracious to every person I see. And gracious doesn't have to know what they're doing back it's not, it's not a tit for tat. It's, I'm going to be gracious to you. God was gracious to you without any expectation. And he gave you the love to be gracious back with. Glory to God. And, and as we operate in this, we'll, we'll begin to operate as a church on a level. Why? Because within the teams, we'll begin to show that love that we have one for another. In the, in the, in the services, we'll show that love that we have one. Because why? You're operating in it. I'm operating in it. They're operating in it. They're operating in it. And somebody comes in and they're not operating in it. All of a sudden they see us. They're like, wow. Yeah, i got to get back in. It gives them opportunity to get back in. Why? Because they see it in action. And, and that, that's what we're to do. We're to operate within these parameters. And as we do, people see it. Why? It's our identifier. It's not just your identifier out in the world. It's your identifier right here. People say, well, I'm going to get out in the world and love people. No, you need to love here. Because what's he saying? If you can't love in church, you sure can't love in the world. 
because <laughs> they're going to test you. <laughs> and brothers and sisters, we can love. You know, I've had some, I've had some of probably the biggest arguments and things. If I, I don't argue really good, so I can't really say much about this. But if I was going to have one, it would be with one of my siblings. But you know what happens right after? It's like nothing happened. Why? Because love covers. That's the way it should be in the church. There shouldn't be an argument that, that on goes. In fact, there shouldn't be an argument, but if there is one, it ought to say, oh, wait, what are we doing? Let's stop this. I love you, brother. Sorry about that. And then they say, oh, I love you back. And then it's over. There's no, they're, they're, we don't go tell anybody else why it's over. It doesn't have to be told anymore. There's no story. Glory to God. Stand to your feet. Thank you, Lord. I believe he's helping us. You know, and I've read that verse so many times out of Ephesians, and I saw the, the, the greatness of God's love. It, it reached higher than it ever needed to go. It went deeper than it would ever need to go. It's wider than it would ever need to be. But it's also the limiting factor by love that will keep us in, in a walk where we're successful at all times. And the most successful walk, according to Jesus, is on the narrow path. Amen? Amen? The most successful walk is on the narrow path. Love is a narrow path. If you notice, it's only eight, what, four verses? Eight if you count the first ones. That's, all, that's, that's it. That's love. And those are, those are the parameters he's saying to stay within to always be in that success and that successful love. Glory to God. You got a song, Susan? Love never. 